What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. This is Real Reality Realness with Brian K. James, the podcast where I, your host, Brian, interview figures in music, reality TV, and pop culture about their lives, their perspectives, and their platforms. Join me five days a week as I get to know some of my favorite people through their points of view and their journeys to their personal greatness. Lock in while I clock in, because we are about to get into it. Alrighty, welcome and welcome back to the show. This is Real Reality Realness. I am Brian K. James, and I put the mess in the message. I am so excited to have this person on the show today. They're an awesome singer and recording artist, and I cannot wait to get to know them better. Ladies, gentlemen, and every gender or lack thereof in between, join me in welcoming to the show, Jair. Hello, everyone. How's everyone doing? <laughs> Hey, hey, how's it going? How are you feeling today? I'm feeling wonderful. I'm feeling great. I'm feeling centered. Um, I'm just in a great mood today. That is brilliant. I am so happy to hear that. Thank you so much for being here and for taking my call and making some space for me in your calendar. I appreciate that, of course. Anytime. What are you most looking forward to from 2023? 2023, I'm most looking forward to expanding my music more. Um, I've always been a, a singer and a musician growing up, um, but I took more of the classical music route. And, you know, as in classical music, you don't necessarily do original pieces so much. Um, you just do more of a canon. Um, so that's more of what I was used to. So this year, um, like, well, backtracking, in 2021, I released my first actual single. Um, and it's called Choke on These Nuts. <laughs> it's just a fun um, hip hop pop. <laughs> thank you. Fun hip hop pop kind of track. Um, and, you know, that was my first release and so far my only release um, in terms of my personal work. Um, I'm definitely looking forward to releasing more in 2023. I do have some songs in the queue, some partially recorded, some written. Um, so I do. I do uh, have things coming up in 2020. That's what I'm looking forward to, sharing more of my music. That is awesome. So what did you look most forward to leaving behind in the last year? Leaving behind? Um, well, in the last, in 2022, what did I look forward to leaving behind? Um, well, I look forward to leaving behind personal bad habits that I have. Um, personal doubts that I had um, in like my relationship. I look forward to, I looked forward to uh, leaving that behind because entering 2023, I feel like I'm becoming a better person. I'm maturing. Um, I'm understanding my relationship better. It's becoming uh, more fruitful and more loving and more trusting as the 
years go by. I love that. Thank you. Of course. So for the people who don't know, if I were to ask you who is Jair, what would you say? <laughs> well, Jair is a... I was born in New York. I am a West Indian. Um, my mom is from Antigua. My dad is from Guyana. I was raised in Antigua and Guyana as a child. So I'm very West Indian centered. Um, I love music. I've always loved music. I've always expressed myself through music and through uh, fashion and how I dress and how I portray myself. Um, Jair is very open, open to trying things, open to understanding things, um, open to seeing different points of view. Jair is also very, uh, I would say, artistic and flamboyant <laughs> in his presentation. Um, because I believe that I should live my life authentically and to the fullest and express myself how I feel in the moment. And that's always manifested and been me. And everyone who knows me knows that. <laughs> I absolutely love that. Um, when did you discover music? I would say I discovered music as very young as a child from both my mom and my grandmother. Um, I would say from church, of course, but even before I even remember church, like my parents used to teach me my multiplication tables in, in song or uh, teach me my alphabet in song or, you know, there was just different lessons that were always done through music. Um, growing up. So I've always had music as a foundation in my life. That's beautiful. And how much were, and how much of your today's music would you say derives from the classical influences that you grew up with? Um, well, I would say a lot of it is, because the influences I grew up with were apple music, reggae music, that happened a lot in my household, and oldies. Um, and those three genres are what kind of like, to me, were like my early influences. And I could definitely see how some of those genres are even used today in today's music. Um, we have a lot of gospel influences through like Kanye's music. Um, we have a lot of hip hop artists sampling old music from like the 70s and 80s, um, modern music. Um, and then reggae music or derivatives of dance hall are in pop music now through like Drake and Rihanna and many other artists who are doing Afrobeats. So I definitely see how a lot of my early influences are translating now to modern music. Absolutely. So when do you feel like you discovered your voice? I would say I'm, I'm even still on that journey because like I, um, in terms of my formal music training, I've choir, I've done uh, theater, I've done uh, classical in college, 
uh, classical voice. So all of these things require you singing somebody else's stuff and being very precise, um, very little room for interpretation in terms of your own. So I would say for me, I'm still on the pro in the process of finding my voice. I, I would say within the past two to three years, I, I found a space that I feel comfortable in, but I, I'm always open to evolving and, and changing and adding new aspects to my artistry. For sure, I love that. I'm sure that this has been one of the most impactful journeys for you in your music career because you finally get to create music that is about and for yourself. Exactly. Nice. Can you describe the moment for me that you knew that you were talented? <laughs> when did I know I was talented? Um, I knew I was talented as early as I would say first grade. I remember having a solo in like a school choir production. Um, and I remember we had to all sing the part and the teacher would pick the best person. And then they, she picked me. And in that moment, I knew that I was very talented. I also would think around the same time, my mom, she brought me on stage at church and her and I sang a duet. I was about the same age, around six years old. And I feel like around six years old is when I figured out, I was, okay, I'm talented in, in singing. Um, I would say I figured out I was a talented musician um, in middle school because I, I played the alto sax, I still played the alto sax. Um, and I got a lot of opportunities to solo there and, and, and show my talent. And uh, I also played with Philharmonic orchestras because um, the school I went to allowed students to have an um, opportunity to do that. Um, so I figured out probably when I was in middle school that I was talented at, um, at playing instruments. Um, outside of music, I was also an athlete. Um, I ran track and field, I was a swimmer, I was a lifeguard, and I figured out I was talented in that aspect because I was winning, I was getting accolades, and that was through high school. So I've always been someone that I figured if I put my mind to something and I'm very interested, I can produce good results out of it. Absolutely, that is incredible. I love that. Of course. How much of your live instrumentation are you putting into your current music that you're developing and putting out now? Well, so this songs I'm working on, I do have um, an idea for a saxophone track behind it. I've tried to demo it a little bit, but I'm still trying to perfect it and, and still debating if I'm going to put it into the final track. Um, but I, I am actively trying to incorporate the two in some fashion. Nice. What all instruments do you play? I play the clarinet, the saxophone, in terms of the alto sax, the tenor sax, and the soprano sax. Um, I play a little bit of uh, piano because when you're in music school, you have to learn piano, um, but it's not my strongest. And I would say that's about it in terms of instruments that I've had um, experience with. Um, I've sang classical voice, um, I sang theater, um, I sang in seven different languages, <laughs> um, you know, so 
I love music in that aspect as well. Wow, that is incredible. Thank you. What's your favorite language? Of course. What's your favorite language to sing in? Um, I would say the the one that I'm best at is Italian. <laughs> Besides English, of course. Um, is Italian. I, I, Italian is kind of like one of the standards when you're going to school to learn. Um, and it was the easiest for me to pick up because I do um, know a little bit of Spanish. So the two are not very far from each other. Nice. And absolutely. How do you want the music that you're releasing now to feel? Well, um, the first song I released, it, it felt very fun and kind of like cheeky. This next song I, it's that I want to release, I want it to be more intimate. It's called Caress Your Body. Um, so I want it to be more of like a love song about being in love and in that physical moment of rolling over in the morning next to the person that you love and then you guys have an intimate moment. And that's what this song is going to be portraying. So I want this next song to to give a feeling of intimacy, of dreaminess and ambience. Um, and that's the feeling I want to give. And eventually I want to pair that with the visuals. I didn't really talk about it, but I, I, I was a model for 10 years. <laughs> um, I was an underwear and nude model, uh, anything to do with physique. That's what I was doing for 10 years. I absolutely love that. I feel like that could possibly answer one of the questions that I have for you coming up in a little bit. That's funny. Who are the top five vocalists that are inspiring your music today? Mm. Um, well, always Erica Badu. She's at the top of the list. I really love Erica. Yes! Badu. Hallelujah! <laughs> okay. Yes. I love yes. Mama Badu. Yes. Okay. Definitely Priestess Energy. Um, I, I love uh, Miss Badu. Um, I definitely also love Luther Vandross. Um, his sweet, melodic, um, just his sweet, melodic tunes and vibes and, and nuances really inspire me. Um, I really, really love Layla Hathaway. Ooh, Layla Hathaway, very smooth, very deep, very sensual voice, um, mm -hmm. and very, and very uh, talented. Um, okay. Um, I would say those are my top three, but if I were to extend beyond that and give two more that inspire me, I would say I, I love Janae Aiko. I love Janae Aiko a lot. Um, and I would say, of course, Beyonce. Everybody loves Beyonce. Everybody <laughs> loves Beyonce. <laughs> yeah, she definitely inspired me a lot. Um, in my early stages of like figuring out like my voice and stuff in middle school, like she was the biggest thing in the in the mid two. And so you know, and I was coming up at that time as a young queer black boy, and Beyonce was it. <laughs> I absolutely feel that. I think at this point, anybody over the age of twenty one to twenty five literally grew up on Beyonce in some form in some era 
it's just which Beyonce era did you come come of age in at this point? <laughs> Me, it was from the sure. beginning. I, uh, I'm for 30. me, it was like, uh, huh? I said, I'm 30 now, so I was coming yeah, up with I'm her 31. from Destiny's Child to, 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 to present Beyonce. Same. So I'm like, you asked me when it was. I was like, uh, you know, I met them on the Destiny's Child album, but for me, it happened on the writings on the wall. Let's be very clear. <laughs> like, it started on the writings on the wall, and it's just been a roller coaster from there. Right. <laughs> if you had to categorize what your current music is going to be what genre would you say that your music fit into um I I recently discovered um a genre that I feel like might fit into what I am trying to portray and it's called Afro Soul and I think Afro Soul is probably going to be where it's going to, I'm going to fit into. Um, I want Afro Soul. I want, if anything, move R&B. Um, vibe I want to be represented as. However, the artist in me will always put out a song like Choke Bendy's Nuts, which is a little more fun and poppy and hip hop. Um, so. It's, it's, it's just gonna be a little bit of everything, but for the most part, I definitely want to give like an Afro soul, Afro R&B kind of vibe. Absolutely, that makes perfect sense. I love that. Thank you. Absolutely. What do you think are your thoughts on the current states of both of those genres, both smooth R&B and Afro soul? How do you think those genres are being represented or being looked at in the current state of mainstream music? I honestly feel like they're on the peripherals. They're not really the center focus. There's influences of each of those in pop music, but pop music and hip hop and rap is ruling the the, the charts, the, the plays. Um, there is a space for it and there's an audience for it, um, but it's not the main audience. Um, and in some ways that's okay because it preserves the authenticity of what the genre presents and it doesn't get tainted from the need to always be on display in that way. However, um, yeah, like I said, it's not the, the main focus of, of today's music to me. However, it will not stop people like me from making that music if that's what my heart calls. As it should. That makes complete and 100% sense. So in that thought process, can you describe for me the moment that you would feel like you've made it as an artist? Hmm. Uh, for me, when I have a complete body of work, like a full album, one that I'm very proud of, and I have been able to make money from my work in terms of being booked for touring and um, being being known. Like people can sing my songs as well, you know? Um, I think that is when I would feel most complete as an artist. Of course, there'll be more to go. Like awards can come if they, if they, if they do. However, that's not the focus. Um, but I feel like I would be most feel most complete when 
I'm booked. I have a full album and people can sing my song. I love that. Yeah. I love that. What do you feel music is missing right now? What is music missing? I think music is missing sort of like a uh, and a deep insight in terms of thinking about what is going on in your heart and not what people you think people want to hear. I think music right now is very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's very demonstrative, it's very performative. Um, and it's kind of like peacocking a lot. A lot of music is peacocking. I just want people to uh, just sing from the heart, sing what's true sing how you're feeling if it's good or it's bad um or rap sing or rap um and just put more authenticity and genuine experiences into your music i am right there with you on that i'm right there with you on that i say the exact same things all the time and the people who are doing that need to be getting the recognition that they deserve for actually putting life experience and nuance into music yeah I love have SZA. you ever heard oh, I'm <laughs> sorry what I said I love SZA for that yes God I love SZA I love Jasmine Sullivan for that I love Rhapsody for that yeah. Um, yeah I'm with you have you ever heard of the game This or That? I have not, but um, I'm listening. <laughs> well, basically what This or That is, is I give you two options of things that are related to the music industry. And you basically, you can get with this or you can get with that. Okay. Makes sense? Okay. T. So, buy jewelry or buy property? Well, buy property get your body done or stay natural stay natural sign to a label or stay indie stay indie prefer lyricism or prefer talking shit <laughs> lyricism get a rapper for the feature or get a singer get a rapper I like a good balance love that be in a group or stay a solo artist they're solo artists. I've always been in the group my whole life. Nice. Go on tour or have a residency? Ooh, that's a hard one. Uh, residency is cute. <laughs> I love that. Love, love, love that. This is the question that I felt like you you probably answered earlier. Do a sexy video or do a serious video? Oh, sexy video for sure. <laughs> Absolutely love that. Would you rather would you rather win a Grammy or win a Soul Train Award? Well a win a Soul Train Award for sure. That that means that my people actually vibe with me, recognize me. Uh, and I and I like that. The Grammys, you never know what they're giving in any year and why anybody's getting anything. I completely agree with that totally agree with that would you rather be famous or be known I'd rather be known I love that 
before your first. I'm sorry, and remember. I'm sorry. I'd rather be known and, and remember. T. Now that's <laughs> the real T right there. And I think, and for me, I think if you're known, you are known forever. I feel like if you're famous, fame dwindles. Fame is something that's instantaneous. You, you know, it's called 15 minutes of fame for a reason. You know what I mean? If you're putting out, well, when, not if, when you're putting out the first single from your new project, do you want to feature on it or do you want it to be a solo song? Well, my first my first uh, song was a feature. Um, this next one, I definitely want it to be a solo. Nice. Okay. Let's say you're doing a mixtape in between albums, right? Would you rather do a mixtape of all original music or would you rather do an old school Jacket for Beats tape? Mm. Um, I think I'll do the original. Sounds good. I dig that. When you're putting together when you're putting together your new project, are you focused on releasing an album or are you thinking of releasing an EP? I'm thinking of releasing an EP. Um, um, I don't know. I'm just a big believer in 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 steady progression, and I feel like in in the process of me trying to find my voice and, and my sound and and everything, I want it to be um, on an EP. And then when I'm certain of what I'm going to give, it'll be a whole album. So I think the EP is, is the best stepping stone right now. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. So in releasing the first song from your new project, are you leaning more towards releasing, and not saying like, your specific project but just in a general sense okay when releasing your first single do you lean towards releasing a turn up song or releasing an emotional song i think turn up is the is the best uh first song to grab attention and to get people to uh to tune in to what you what you have coming up however i would say it can be done the other way around as well, if it's done pretty well, kind of like Miley Cyrus with this Flowers song. I think that's more of an emotional song than a song, and it has people hooked, including myself, for that album. <laughs> I totally <laughs> agree with that. <laughs> so at this point in your career, what do you think is your biggest strength and your biggest weakness? I would say my biggest strength is all the years that I've practiced my voice. So I know that at the very least, my voice is my foundation. Um, I would say my biggest weakness is also my experience of music where I'm very doubtful of my choices and, and what, what I should do or what I shouldn't do because I've always been, it's kind of like a yin and yang with music. There's the, the structure and the order and that's the part I've been a part of. And then to be an artist, you have to like let all of that go and and depend on like instincts and 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 making things a little messier. Um, and that's my weakness in terms of trying to 
dig into that part. I totally get that. I totally get that. Yeah. What's been your proudest moment as an artist so far? Oh, wow. Um, my proudest moment as an artist. I would say it's a mixture. Like, so far, in, in recent times, it's, it's releasing that first song and, and crossing that threshold and, and making that step into this world as an, in, as an independent uh, musical artist and not just a performer for a group or a, an organization. Um, so that was a very proud moment for me. Um, I would also say a ver- another proud moment for me as an artist would be um, when I was singing in those groups um, to sing in front of the president, of Barack Obama. So, you know, that was really very, um, it was just a very top tier moment of my life to be about 10 to 20 feet away from the president and singing with my choir. Um, and it was wonderful. That is, that's absolutely incredible. Yeah. What are you working on now that we should be looking forward to? Well, uh, I am looking, I'm working on my next single. Like I said, Caress Your Body. I want it to be out. I want it to be out, I would say, mid spring, late spring, um, just working out the details of the song, um, working out the the final, the final, de- the final touches. Um, and I want to put in about mid to late spring. Um, and that should be the next thing you're looking out for, Caress Your Body, um, for me, Jair. I love that. Thank you. It, of course. If you could remake a classic song, what would it be and why? Mm, if I could remake a classic song, what would it be and why? Um, if I could remake a classic song, it would probably be Angel by Anita Baker. Um, I love Anita Baker. I love Layla Hathaway. They both have done the song Great Justice. I've just listened to that song over and over and it's just been, I don't know, something about the words, the emotions, the the, the music itself. It's such a great and well-written song. Um, and I would love to redo that song and just put it on an EP or on an album as a cover. It would be just awesome. And I would, I would change it up and, you know, put, do it in my own way and it would just be a, just another version out there. Um, but I love Angel. Absolutely. Is there a song out there that you wish you wrote? Mm. Huh, is there a song out there I wish I wrote? Uh, I'm not necessarily certain because Songwriting is something that is newer to me and I don't necessarily have the best experience in songwriting. So I can't necessarily say that there's songs that I wish I wrote. Um, But I really uh, connect to, it's kind of random, but uh, Rihanna's Girl Like Me album. A lot of those lyrics and a lot of those songs were pretty emotional and pretty pretty well written. and I really like that album. So maybe I'll give that as an answer. If I wrote for her on that album, that would have been something I wish I could do. Absolutely love that. 
Who's an artist that's no longer living that you wish you would have gotten a chance to work with before they passed? Uh, Prince. For sure, Prince. Uh, I love absolutely. Prince. I think he's a musical genius. He's also a fashion icon. He's also mm-hmm. like one of my main inspirations like as a, as a person in life. Um, Same. And I wish that I got a chance to meet him and work with him and just do anything for him musically. That would have been incredible. I agree with that. Who's a legend that's still living that you would love to perform a live tribute for? Oh, uh, live tribute. Who would I love to perform for? Hmm. I would do Erica. Yeah. Erica, ba- Miss, Miss Erica Badu, I would love to do a tribute to her, and I know it's coming soon, too. I love that. What's the Erica song that, that, that you're performing for the Miss Badu? It would be Didn't You Know. Yes. Yes. Didn't you know? Didn't you know? Yes. Okay. Hallelujah. <laughs> yes. I think if I had the opportunity to perform a tribute to Erica Badu, it would it would be somewhere. I it depends. Like, do I get one song? Do I get more than one song? Because right. if I got a chance, <laughs> like if I got a chance to perform two songs, like if I got to open up with one song and then close with another song, I would open up with Apple Tree and then close uh-huh. with one and one. Yeah, come on. Absolutely. I would open up with Apple Tree and close with On and On just okay. so I could do the gag that I do every time I perform that song in drag. Like, I like, like, like <laughs> I used to have a, I used to have a, have a whole past career in, in um, drag where, where I would perform Erica Badu's On and On all the time. And I would simulate lighting a blunt and like passing it around the audience during the performance. <laughs> That's so cool. Yes. <laughs> so if I ever got the opportunity, I would literally pull out a blunt, light it, and pass it to Eric Badu during On and On when I say my high is coming down. Absolutely. That is crazy. Ten <laughs> million percent. I, I love drag. Um, I dated I dated the guy that did drag back when I was in college, and you know, he we, he was part of a two drag families down here in Atlanta, and it mm. was wonderful. Like I was I was kind of like his entourage boyfriend, so I would bring all the clothes be in the dressing room, help him get ready, help him practice yeah, when he got home. Man. You know, I was I was doing all that. And I was, and, and it was great. I got to meet a lot of queens. Um, and drag is definitely a res- very respectful art form. Love the drag husbands out there. Shout out to y'all. Thanks. <laughs> now, in your opinion, what makes a perfect song? Mm. What makes a perfect song? is before even the words i believe it's the music the melody that you that you can connect to or that many other people can feel and connect to um yeah i think i was just watching a video the other day with um somebody talking about why rock with you by michael jackson is like one of the perfect songs and it definitely has to do with the music like even before the words come in like the music has you feeling inspired has you feeling like you want to get up has he feeling like all these emotions before even any words are said, you know? And I think that makes a perfect song, like, cause you can fill in the lyrics with anybody's feelings or, or any, whatever statement you want to make at the moment. 
but the music has to be on point. I completely agree with you. I think I watched that video the other day too about why rock, why rock with you was a perfect record. Yeah. I absolutely agree, ten million percent. How will Jair's music change the industry? Mm. How will my music? I I believe it will contribute to the move of letting people feel um, through music again, like making people feel genuine experiences, genuine um, things that I'm going through and inspire people to do the same, you know? Don't just think about um, a fantasy or something that is not really true to you, you know? So I think it's gonna inspire that. For sure, I love that. What scares you more, success or failure? Hmm. Um, I guess success because I've definitely failed a whole lot in life and I've gotten used to what that feels like and I know how to navigate through that, but I've never gotten to the pinnacle of like true success to where now things seem to be more uh, under pressure or and, or you're more in uh, under a microscope or in in, in 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 a more exposed light. I think to me, when I say that, I, I'm imagining success as being a celebrity, um, and for what I do, um, and that is kind of scary to me because I've gotten used to being the person that I am, which is not in the limelight. And I still love what I do, and I still continue to do what I do. But if I ever break that that ceiling and through that threshold, that is kind of scary. For sure, I can totally see that. That makes perfect sense. So expanding that thought process, what about life or death? Which are you more afraid of? Life or death? I guess death because I feel like there's so much more in my life that I want to accomplish. And I don't know if there's life after death. And I don't know if I'll have more cycles of life to, to things right or to try other things and experience new experiences i just know i have this life now and i afraid of death because i don't want my life to end before i do certain things i totally understand that what keeps what keeps you up at night what keeps me up at night I guess uh, what keeps me up at night is stability. Um, trying to navigate my dream and navigate stability on the ground. Because your dreams are up in the air, but reality is on the ground. So it's trying to, uh, what keeps me up at night is, is figuring out that balance. Okay, I totally get that. And how are you protecting your peace nowadays? I'm not protecting my um, I'm confiding in my partner. I'm, I'm leaning on him um, because I've always had to do things on my own. And even even with family, like I've my parents are very like strict and militant and sometimes it feels like you can't go to them for certain things. So I've always taken the, the aspect of 
just figuring it out myself. But having a partner allows me to lean on him, uh, trust in him, and and have him fill in the gaps where I lack. And that's helping me protect my peace. I absolutely love that. Thank you. Absolutely. What do you want your stamp on the music industry to be? A stamp on the music industry. Um, I want it to be, I want it to be, first of all, I want it to be queer and I want it to be black. Um, yeah. I definitely want it to be a black queer stamp on the music industry. And it would be in the way I present myself, but not necessarily um, has to do with me producing all queer music. I will produce some queer music, but sing music for everyone. And I want everyone to look at a queer artist and appreciate their music um, for what it is. I live for that. Fingers crossed. I know. <laughs> Fingers crossed, because I think the oversaturation of the industry has definitely diluted a lot of the quality of the music that is being perpetuated to the masses, as well as the appreciation of the music that is needing to be heard. Right. We need Ooh. to get Frank Ocean back. I'm, t- t- child, I'm back. telling you. <laughs> can you come build another... Can you come build staircase. another staircase on the damn internet for two hours, please? Like the music okay. needs, like, <laughs> like the industry needs a reset. Can you come, like, build a door next? Come build a porch this time. Like, <laughs> come extend onto the steps. Right. <laughs> build a bedroom next time. Build me a bathroom. Like, let's okay. keep this thing going. Exactly, oh, man. <laughs> Do you think you found yourself yet? I think I'm on the process of, in the process of doing that. Um, I think I found myself for where I need to be in life right now. And I'm going to continue to find myself for whatever stage I need to be at next. Um, like, I'm a Scorpio, so I believe in um, the totems. And, oh, you know, it's, it's, there's at least, there's, there's many, but there's the three main ones are the Scorpion, which is, you know, the young Scorpio that believes in that the world is their oyster and and, and it's sometimes doesn't have the best intentions at all. And just kind of just discovering their power and, and influencing the world um, to their advantage. And then you get onto the ego, which is the second phase, which I believe is where I'm at. And, you know, you're more mature, you understand where your power lies, you know when to use it, and you are um, just a bit wiser. And then the final phase is the phoenix, and you know, that's the the most mature, the older, the older um, person that like more middle age, and you you've experienced more life and all of that. Just a little bit of astrology, but in general, I feel like okay. at every point of at every point of life, I found myself to where I needed to be, and right now I feel like I'm where I need to be. I absolutely love that. That's an amazing breakdown of that. Thank you. For sure. What does the person that you've become today tell your younger self in retrospect? Uh, to just keep going. Don't change a damn thing. Because I feel like 
however I grew up, everything that I've went through, I, it needed to happen exactly that way for me to become exactly this way. So keep doing what you're doing. Um, if anything, probably take a few more piano lessons or whatever, but like in general, like just keep, keep doing what you're doing because you're doing a great job. Um, I grew up, I was, I was very smart in school. Um, I was always involved in different activities. Um, I was like a very, very intelligent child. Um, I got a partial scholarship to Morehouse. Um, and, you know, I just always did the right thing and took the right path. So I would tell my younger self, just keep doing what you're doing. That is incredible. I love that. So is there anything that you would like to share with my audience and I that I didn't cover in our conversation today? Um, what would I like to share? I'm very uncertain of that. I, I did mention like I, I modeled and I was a model and I've been in museums, I've been in commercials, I've, I've, I've done runway, I've done prints, um, all of that when you live in New York City. Um, that's where I spent a good 10 years of my life after coming back from Atlanta from college. Um, and originally where I was born. Um, and I, I, I loved modeling and I, I, at this point in my life, I'm still debating if I should continue to do it. Because mm. I, I'm the, the, just the, just not necessarily like the pressure, because I've never felt too much pressure, but it's just keeping up with looking a certain way. And um, also what, what people like changes. So you don't want to have to keep changing yourself. Um, sure. I've got I've gotten to a place where I'm very comfortable with just being me and however I look is the way I look and of course being healthy um, I just don't really want to feel the pressures of modeling again but modeling was great modeling was awesome it allowed me to get a real uh, understanding of my physical body and and my how I present myself outside of myself like how I look how I pose how, how basically being in control of your body um, and I plan to use that for when I make music videos and such. So it's, it's going to come full circle. Nice. I love that. That's awesome. My last question for you before I release you back into the wild is where, what is next for you and where can the people find you and all of the things that you want to promote? Okay. Well, what is next for me? My new single will be out uh, this late spring, hopefully, fingers crossed, uh, putting that out there now. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Jair Sings, J-A-I-R Sings. Um, you can also check me up on, well, you can check the link in the bio and find my current song, Choking These Nuts, there. It's Jair, J-A apostrophe I-R, all caps. Um, as my artist name and the song is Choking These Nuts. You can find that on all platforms, um, every single one. And yeah, just be on the lookout for my new song, Caress Your Body, in a couple months. Sweet. That is so awesome. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you. Yes, sir. And on that note, that has been our show, children. I appreciate every single one of you guys for tuning in to help me to facilitate this conversation. 
And I want to extend a special, special thank you to my guest, Jair, for blessing the pod today. Thank you so much, so much for being here. No problem. I'm so happy to be here. And thank you for having me. Thank you for letting me <laughs> and my career. Absolutely. It's been, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for trusting me with your story. You're welcome to come back anytime. Thank you. Of course. And with that being said, I want to remind all of you guys out there to be real, stay in reality, and always, always bring the realness. I am Brian K. James. This has been Real Reality Realness. And until next time, I love every single one of you guys from the bottom of my green heart emoji. Keep the mess in the message. Be useful, but not used. And misbehave yourself. Peace. Bye, guys. What's going on, everybody? Brian K. James here, and I'm so excited to let you know that this podcast is being brought to you in part by Outlander Media Network. Outlander's mission is to bring you the most exclusive alternative content from across the web, from the farthest reaches invading your space. We appreciate every single one of you guys for tuning in and never want you to forget to embrace your inner Outlander. I am Brian K. James, and this is Real Reality Realness.